The Deal with Yield is a podcast series covering the issues that matter most in crop production. Tune in to episodes on iTunes and thedealwithyield.com. Welcome to The Deal with Yield with our host, Joel Whipperfirth, Director of eBusiness for Winfield United. Joining us on the phone today is Molly Toot, Senior Director of Sustainability at Lando Lakes. Molly's sustainable practices and business practices have historically been seen as at odds. However, you found the opposite to be true. Can you explain how farmers can see improved efficiencies and ROI through implementing sustainable practices? Sure. So we have learned through the course of the last three to five years, and with the help of some of our NGOs that we work with, that there's a lot of data and science to show that implementing sustainable practices such as the use of stabilizers or split application or cover crops, buffer strips, those kinds of things, can show an improved profitability for a farmer over a period of time. As we all know, our industry is very weather-dependent, so it all depends on how each year goes, but we do have the science and data to show that by implementing practices and utilizing those practices over time, there will be an, an improvement in yield and profitability. You know, Molly, you mentioned some of these NGOs, the non-governmental organizations that would be putting out some thought leadership, best management practices. I always find that they're showcasing these growers that tend to be leaders in their communities in this. And sometimes they're a long ways from where it seems like some farmers are at. I noticed that the Sustain Group, you know, you guys are really focusing on meeting customers or meeting farmers and retailers where they're at. Can you talk about some of the places that that you feel like you've, you've met in the middle on some things? Yeah, and that's really part of what we like to do is we know every farmer is different. They're going to be in a different point on their sustainability journey, so to speak. So what we like to do is just see what they're implementing today, what they're doing today, and how can we look at some continuous improvement. So it's not jumping in, both feet, doing everything all at once. It's just taking some little steps over time. So maybe they're not split applying today. So we might encourage them looking at part of their farm or a few fields that they want to try that split application or try a cover crop or try using a nitrogen stabilizer that they haven't used before and see how that works for them on a year-to-year basis. And if they see some positive results, which we think they will, then they can increase that on more of their acres over time. When we talk about the topic of sustainability, there's areas where we put up walls. But in a lot of my conversations with you, you talk about that growers have met you with open arms in a lot of situations. What are some of the places where you started, where you've been surprised at how receptive growers are to sustainability and the conversation as a whole? I would say, Jill, that's a really good question. I would say as we have had these conversations over the years, Where I have been most surprised is that the farmers really have an interest in telling their story, getting their story out of all the right things and the good things that they are doing to the general public. As we know, there's a very small percentage of people that are actually related to or have some connection to the farm. So they really want to be able to, through Land O'Lake Sustain, they want us to be that platform to help them get their story out but to also learn from other farmers in that network on what is working for them in different areas of the country, different geographies. There's a lot of learnings that can happen. So there's a lot of different ways we can do that with them. But the surprising thing has been, that, like you mentioned, the openness that they are to learning 
what they can do and how that can help them be better farmers. So Molly, I, I find that uh, farmers tend to really be able to talk about their farm and the things that they've been doing from a continuous journey of improvement or sustainability. But sometimes they ask me about what sustain is and, and what the national approach or national voice that we provide and how that benefits them. Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways that we do that with our team. We have some really good connections through the Washington, D.C. network, through our government relations team, and then uh, with Tina May and Jason Weller, who both came from Washington, D.C., that we're able to go on a federal level to make a bigger impact utilizing the Land O'Lakes name and talk about the good things that farmers are doing. But not only that, we're making an impact on the farm bill. What we're trying to do that will help the ag retailer and the farmer through Farm Bell. And that's a really exciting thing as well. At the more local level and state level, we're working very closely with the NRCS, the National Resource Conservation Centers. And so we're working with them to find local opportunities for the farmers to tell their story, but to also find some additional funding that might be able to help a farmer as well. So Molly, let's talk a little bit about uh, Land Lake Sustain and the Truterra Insights Engine. We're all about growers being able to tell their story on this. What is the Truterra Insights Engine and how does it deliver on field level information? Yeah, so we are. We're very excited about Truterra Insights Engine. We did do kind of a national rollout last month. We are rolling it out to our Land Lake Sustain owners now. And really what Truterra Insights Engine is, it's an interactive digital platform that really what we're trying to do is help farmers measure sustainability progress, also looking at trends and return on investment. But we're doing it in real time at an acre-by-acre acre level. It's bringing together the proven value of stewardship practices, as well as leveraging agronomic expertise and technological capabilities for the ag retailer. But in addition to that, it's helping farmers with field customized insights for their business, as well as conservation and stewardship. One of the things inside of that, you know, that all this requires is documentation. And that's always a really tough part to get to. As the head of e-business, one of the pieces Uh that I've worked really closely with your group on, and I'm excited that we're working on, is to make sure that if a customer's prior journey of taking a tissue sample, using R7, maybe even using some of the nitrogen management tools like field forecasting tool in R7, if they've done some of that stuff, I'm excited that some of that information actually will be able to come over to the TrueTerra insights engine and we're reducing the amount of information that they have to upload and bring in to be successful on the insights engine. Absolutely and that is one of the great things in utilizing the data silo and working with the ag tech team is we are able to take some of those important pieces through our seven field forecasting tool and some of the other tools out there and bring that over so there is less data entry actual manual data data entry we're trying to auto-populate as much of the information as we can to make it easier for the ag retailer and the farmer so they can spend more time looking at the analytics and learning from what that data can tell them. What are some of the answers or what are some of the insights that a farmer can get out of the TrueTerra Insights Engine? So once the data is entered and we get all that information from the farmer on what their current practices, products, technologies that they're using, there's an interactive dashboard that the farmers and the ag retailer are able to use and get analytics out of the Tutera Insights Engine. And really what that does is it creates a customized report that showcases the conservation practices on each field and then creates customized recommendations for improvement on each of those fields 
as well as does scenario planning. So a farmer can, you know, if they didn't use cover crops before, but they want to use it on this farm, they can toggle those types of changes and see how that affects their overall what we call insight score. So it's a sustainability score on a 0 to 100 scale. So it really analyzes the full range of sustainability factors and looks at different products, practices, technologies that will match specific conditions on each acre, each field. And then it tracks that progress over time. And then it will do an estimate on return on investment and yield that a farmer can expect based on making appropriate changes from those recommendations that come from the report and the analytics and the insights engine. So I think a farmer as well as an ag retailer will see a lot of opportunity with what will come out of the analytics piece once the data is entered. The data captured is the key point. And that's something that we've talked about now for a couple of years is how important it is to get that data in the system. But now we want to be able to make that data work for them. And that's really the goal here. I think it's so exciting when growers have an opportunity to make data-based decisions and they're starting to get some transparency around their continuous improvement journey that they're on. The Sustain Group, you guys are always thought leaders in this, but you know, what do the next 10 years look like for sustainable practices? What do you see really becoming commonplace? I think we'll see more. We'll continue to see growth. There's a lot of room for growth yet with the stabilizers. I think the statistic is somewhere around only about a third of the acres are currently treated with a stabilizer. So we'll continue to see growth there. But I think where we'll really see growth is in the conservation practices. So we're looking at, and what you'll hear Jason Weller talk about is avoid control and trap. So we're looking at agronomic practices that will help prevent unintended impacts to nutrients and sediment losses. And then control water movement to prevent erosion and nutrient runoff. So I think we'll see a lot more of conservation practices. We'll see more adoption of cover crops. You'll see a lot of publicity around the benefits of cover crops and what that can do. I'm surprised really in the last couple of years how many more farmers we have today that are interested in trying cover crops than were even just a few years ago. And we have a great partnership with Lacrosse Seed to help with the education piece around cover crops and the benefits. We're very excited about that. I think we'll see heavier usage of conservation practices as they see more benefits of that. Driving around this spring, I I noticed there was a lot of new waterways being built, certainly waterways getting back to, you know, a little wider buffer in some of those areas. Are there tools beyond what the typical NRCS offers that the Sustain Group has been working on that allow farmers to utilize those tools? Yeah, that's a great question. So we have in our toolbox, our Sustain Toolbox, we have Soil Advantage. And Soil Advantage is we have several different programs within that, including a soil loss calculator, the buffer builder that we use in Minnesota for that Minnesota buffer builder law, in addition to a pond builder and wetland. So there's a way that we can help farmers make decisions on better use of their land from a conservation side and make that easier for them when they do go into the NRCS office to talk about funding that we have those plans in place for them and can show them how they can make that more productive. I think one of the things that I find interesting on there is, you know, a buffer strip doesn't fix everything. When you've got a 12% slope and the water's running down the hillside, there's no amount of grass that's going to slow down a wall of water there. And so there's, there's certainly different practices for conservation that have to be in place there for an effective solution. And it's not just about buffer strips. I also think about something that's in some cases a decision that farmers could make this fall, and that's whether or not they want to go back to uh, no 
no-till soybeans in the spring. That's oftentimes a place where I find farmers get their start in conservation tillage is their willingness to try to do no-till soybeans. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up. That is a very big part of it, too, is talking about the different tillage and how that can be more beneficial to them and in the no-till soybeans. Absolutely. You know, of course, with, with no-till soybeans, the agronomist to me, you know, I start to think about different variety selections. There's a little bit of agronomist left in me too, Molly. Do You better believe that. <laughs> the different disease spectrums, when you look at getting a seed treatment out there, a lot of times our no-till ground takes a little bit extra time to warm up. And so getting that seed treatment is on, on top of those soybeans is a really good piece. And I, I think that's one of the interesting parts about this conservation agronomy and the sustainability piece that has such a good fit is the farming practices that need to change to show this journey of continuous improvement also relate back to all these agronomic factors that our expert ag retail sellers can help unfold for the grower so that they can, number one, meet them where they're at, but number two, help them along the journey and make sure that as they implement a new agronomic practice that there's not this unforeseen consequence on the agronomy side. Yep. And again, there's a lot more data and science today than, of course, there was in the past, but we can really show how that can be beneficial to the farmer. Where should farmers go for more information on sustainable agriculture? So farmers can go and visit landolakesustain.com. They can also visit their Winfield United retailer. Some of them have specialized in being sustained retailers as well. And I think that's an important part to call out, that there's unique retailers across the country affiliated with Winfield United that have taken on the journey of sustainability through training and agronomy with their staff, that they're in a position to help answer these questions and be a part of the sustainability piece. I'd also add in that Winfield United is owned by Land Lakes, the cooperative and so this sustained division actually sits on top of our dairy foods, uh, the cheese, butter, and, and milk that you would see in the store as a consumer. It also sits over top of Purina Animal Nutrition. So Sustain is really helping us help our retailers bring sustainable agriculture to farmers. You've been listening to The Deal with Yield with Joel Wepperforth, Director of eBusiness for Winfield United, and Molly Toot, Senior Director of Sustainability at Lando Lakes. For additional episodes of The Deal with Yield, visit iTunes and thedealwithyield.com. 